Hello. Uh, I'm going to make this, try and make this introduction quite quick because we've got a lot to get through in this episode. This is my annual Edinburgh Yarn Festival recap, and this time with me I have Lacey to my Cagney, Louise Hunt here, who we sat down at the end of Edinburgh Yarn Festival and unpacked quite literally the event. Um, it would have been a lot longer if we had decided to keep in both of us, both of us talking about our purchases, but uh, Louise will be talking about her purchases on her podcast and we look at my purchases on my podcast. Yeah, so if you um, don't already listen to Louise, I would suggest you go over and subscribe to Kathness Craft podcast to hear Louise's take on things and about her purchases. So Edinburgh Yarn Festival is over for another year and my goodness me, it was just incredible. Uh, you can hear all about it as Louise and I talk about it, but the marketplace, the vendors, the teachers, the incredible people who came, who queued, who came from all over the world, the most wonderful podcasters. I just can't say enough good things about it and I'll be talking about it again later in the uh, month when I have had time to really process all of that. But uh, let's start off with what I did record and I did record a little bit of the sights and sounds of the marketplace on Friday morning. So this is Friday morning before uh, NBR Festival opens and Louise and I are in the podcast lounge. Louise take pictures. I am. We've just had coffee and, uh, and pastries. My, I think I inhaled mine, and uh, now we're going to go and see what's in the market, please. Morning. Oh my goodness. Morning. <laughs> right, let's go around, shall we? Hello. <laughs> Yes. We are in the marketplace now and it's nine o'clock and people are coming in getting a little bit excited now, aren't they? There's jumper admiration early in the morning. It's heady. <laughs> the marketplace was just a buzz at that time in the morning. The people who had tickets for classes managed to get in early as did ourselves and enjoy the marketplace from a whole hour before everyone else came in and the mood was just excitable. It was so lovely walking around and seeing everybody, seeing all the vendors with the happy faces and seeing those people who'd got that early access just, you know, quite, quite cheesy and cheery because they got in a little bit early and it was really lovely. We could feel that. It was, it was a really was a tangible thing. <laughs> so this is 
four o'clock on the first day of Edinburgh Iron Festival and as you can hear my voice has died <laughs> not quite but almost it's been an incredible day in the podcast lounge and next to the blackout yarn stall it's just a really great vibe really incredible um, excitement and um, just really fantastic kind of atmosphere as it always is but this year just seems to be even better than ever. Right now, Sonia from Blacker Yarns has given a talk about the new Samite yarn uh, in the podcast lounge and everyone's having a feel and oohing and on over the incredible new fibres. Uh, earlier on today, Sue Blacker gave a fleece demonstration and the love of British wool at Edinburgh Yarn Festival is pretty high. I'll tell you all about my yarn purchases later on. And I managed to record a tiny little bit at the Cayley too. But that was it. I didn't really record anything on the Saturday. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Please listen to Louise and I get a drink because we have drinks and meander through Embraer Festival 2017 uh, with us. I will be back at the end of this month with more exciting wooly things and tales of Edinburgh Yarn Festival once I've had time to process them. If you were there, I hope you had a phenomenal time. Uh, to everyone that I met, absolutely everyone, just thank you so much for coming up and saying hello. Thank you so much for enriching what was already a fantastic event. It, it was just wonderful. Uh, so here is Louise and I, and then that'll be the end of the show. If you can sit through it um, you'll get a gold sticker from me <laughs> and Jeremy who's who's meowing to get out of the, the studio <laughs> I suppose now we're doing this it's kind of a bit of a tradition because last year Felix and I did a little bit of a a look back at Edinburgh Yarn Festival the day after. This is, as you can probably hear from our voices, just a couple of hours after the Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And we thought we might show you what we got or describe it. First of all, did you have a list? I had two lists. And the first thing I, my list on Friday was too short. Well, it wasn't too short. There was only two things on it. But part of that was because... I had forgotten what I was coming down for. <laughs> I was so excited. And I wanted to actually just go in and see what was there. And price some things as well, because yeah. uh, the budget only accounted for a certain amount. What about you? I did have a list, which I can't find now. I'm sure <laughs> we'll find it in amongst all this. I lost it about 11 o'clock yesterday morning. To be fair, in the in the beginning, I had quite I had quite a long list, and then I thought, well, do you know what? There are things that I can get again. But Edinburgh Yarn Festival is about all these awesome vendors that we might not see, so I did mm -hmm. kind of cut it down and thought there are certain things that I want to get, mm -hmm. and I'll maybe only get them here, or I'll only see them and feel them and squash them here. I can maybe still buy them online, but yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, there was a list. I don't know whether I stuck to it. I think we're going to find out because we should say we are tired. And we apologise if there's um and an error, which we will 
edit out so well because we're so such good Louise loves editing so I'm hoping she's just going to edit mine <laughs> but um, yeah I think there's going to be things where we go oh I don't remember did I buy this this is this mine <laughs> that, that's all the stuff I stuffed in <laughs> and you paid for should we do, what do you think, shall we do... We've got a lot of purchases I know, I know, this might be a long thing, maybe we'll just go for as long as we can and... Well, I should probably start with the, the first thing that I bought yesterday, which, you know, it's hard to get down to the marketplace when you're doing the podcast line sometimes. And last year, I didn't take advantage of the early entry, because I just thought I'll be in the podcast lounge and drink coffee and schmooze the people, but I don't think anyone came because they were all buying things. So this year I thought I'm going to buy the things and th one of the first places on my list was Iona Wool and Iona Wool are from Iona Which is weird Which is, which is an, sorry, Russell Russell It's an island in Scotland It's very, it's a very interesting island actually, I'd like to go there Have you not been? Never been there Oh you should go I would love it, it's a very interesting seat of Scottish Christianity isn't it? Yes, it is. It's um, a, me a mecca. Yeah. Uh, I've seen this yeah. wool before. I've, I'd always wondered where it came from and, well, obviously I knew it was from Iona, but, I, you know, I didn't know anything about them, but mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to, to have a look. And it's it's called 100% Single Origin Iona Yarn, and I wondered what that meant, single origin. But this is all wool, i.e. all the wool, from Iona. So in this yarn is Suffolk, Texel, Hebridean, a little bit of blue face Leicester, and it's really lovely what you'd expect from me, <laughs> wooly wool. And I, so I bought a cone, 500 gram cone of Aran in a really light grey, and I bought a 100 gram cake of the Aran in, I think it's called Lichen this colourway, which is a good, it's very lycheny, isn't it? Mm. It's past mustard. Yeah. Um, very liking it, and I just, I, I just think I want to knit a cardigan with that. Just, but there, that was my first purchase, and then my second purchase isn't in a bag; it's on my wrist, and that's the um, wristband ruler from Beyond Measure, uh, which I kind of, I think she thought I was a bit mad because I went, I, I need, I need, a, I need a wristband, and she went, oh, oh okay, I went, could try it on. <laughs> I was just like so excited. Because I was getting to that, like, I'm so excited Edinburgh Yarn Festival is here. <gasps> she even put it on my wrist. Because oh, I was just holding my wrist <laughs> out, like, but can I, can I try it on? And, uh, so I got it, and actually, I mean, that was still before 10 o'clock, before the main drag opened. Oh. And they only had one or two of this size left, because I've got big wrists. There was quite a lot of people came through and got them. Yeah. But it was just... Every single person seemed to have one. Yeah, and I got mine on right way. And then I almost set fire to my yarn. Didn't oh, I? Oh, how, how, how did you do that, Louise? I don't know. I don't know how I managed it. I, I took my yarn purchases up to the podcast lounge and met Louise and Claire, Soup Dragon, and uh, Nora and Silver Spring Knit. And we, sorry, Nora, Silver Spring Knit, not Nora and Silver Spring Knit, because they're the one and the same. And then me and Nora decided we were going to get our picture taken and I just dumped my bag on the table. Little did I realise I dumped it on top of a tea light. So Louise nearly burnt down the entire Edinburgh Blue Fest pretty much before it started. I know. Imagine it putting can that you imagine that? Queen. Can you imagine can you imagine the tabloids? <laughs> what they would say? Podcast lounge host sabotages Edinburgh Yarn Festival because <laughs> 
Well, I, at that point, then realised you should always know where your fire exits are. And in UK, there's always a fire extinguisher beside a fire exit. Mm -hmm. So, risk assessment. Really, you you had realised that that is what I'd done. It's a great story. <laughs> that's brilliant. I just think that's hilarious. Just so, such a typically me thing. No, it's true. What else have I got in here? This I can't talk about yet. Um, I got handed some very exciting wool from a new wool person. So I can't talk about that just yet. But that's... Uh, <laughs> here's one you could have had. So here's one you could have had. Uh, what else is in this bag? This is something I didn't buy. The lovely Intuit Knit Laurie, who does the Intuit Knit podcast, gave some of the podcasters a uh, shopping. Do you get one of these? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll share my one with you. I'm sorry. Don't mean to jump your nose in that. But let's say about that bear. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I love you. Another thing that I got that's very important, and this is definitely... Uh, a special thing to talk about is that uh, one of the other stalls that I wanted to hit up right away was the Shetland Wool Week stall because the new Shetland Wool Week patron and the new hat pattern was getting announced at Edinburgh Yarn Festival and I'm absolutely chuffed to bits that the Shetland Wool Week patron for 2017 is Gudrun Johnson, Yay! the Shetland trader. Ooh, you were so excited when you came in and we all just oh, went, let's go find that I was now. bouncing and the thing is that the 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 pattern for the hat is a colourwork hat again, but it's such a Gudrun Johnson pattern, isn't uh -huh. it? It's just got this lovely vertical wave, mm -hmm. um, and it's very simple colourwork, but it looks it it does look like it's quite complex when you look at it. I'm hoping it's not because it's I've not. not cause it's like a tiny before. chart. The chart is teeny tiny. You're only using two colours at any time. Mm -hmm. And they had samples knit up oh. in all of the other. Yeah. Jameson Smith, Udadale and Jameson's Shetland. They were they were really lovely and I can't wait for this actually because I remember this time last year Felix and I talking about the Crofty's hat and choosing colours and we went and chose colours and actually I'm all I already know two of the colours that I want to use in this hat um which I have in, in multitude. Um, cool. so that I was I was so chuffed about that. That was one of the things I stalls I wanted to visit first thing. So. I'm so excited about seeing all the different colours that are gonna go on that hat because very few of Yeah and, and Katrin cast it on right away. Went and got some, some yarn and cast it on and black and pink and grey maybe. Oh yeah. Something pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And I wasn't wise enough to sort of jump on it at the time. Next for you. Next for me. Next um, for you. Well another thing that was on my list and we're really going via my list stuff here. Maybe it's best not to tell you what I went off list with. Uist Wool. It was really, I really, really, really wanted to visit them because um, you might remember I, I've mentioned them on the podcast before and uh, Dana and Hazel wrote for Movember last year about setting up the mill and the wool centre in Uist and I really wanted to visit them because they use wool that's from the island and work with local crofters and they're making blinds that just aren't available anywhere else and uh, so they use a lot of Cheviot and Hebridean and Pure Texel and Suffolk and trying to maximise profits for the crofter and then creating yarn um, using skills that 
are so you know inherent in the Hebrides yeah. and, and giving that back a little bit so mm -hmm. I really wanted to support that and mm -hmm. I bought oh now I'm, I can't speak Gaelic need Richard yeah Lucy, does it say how to say it? No, actually, that's where they got. That's the only thing that they could have done there. Rethert. Rethert. I think there was somewhere it suggested how you pronounce it. I think it means spring tides because there's. It's yeah. called spring tides. Mm. It's Cheviot and Zwerbels. It's batch P087. It's a double net 255 meters. Well, isn't it incredible, Louise? Because it's got dark, mm. like from the darkest, it's a very charcoal. And it's all natural colours. Yeah. Charcoal through dark mid light greys, mm. and it's like, it's like a natural variegated yarn. And yeah. I think there was such a lot to like on that stall. Oh, I wasn't just. I, I mean, love the whole ethos of taking it straight from the sheep yeah. and using something. It just gets chopped, yeah. or they don't get anything for it. And teaching people, you know, oh. particularly crofters and smallholders, that. Please don't bury it and burn it. Mm. Look, look what we can do, and look what we can actually teach you. And here's all the money, extra money we can give you for yeah. it. Yeah. So that's that's brilliant. So I really wanted, and it was to get that, and it was lovely to speak to Hazel yesterday, and then we spoke to Dana today, um, who was lovely, and we made great. Um, <laughs> I hugged her better. You did hug her better. I was. I was. Um, I think they were really overwhelmed with the amount of the love that people have yeah. for a small batch. The other thing I like about that is the lack of ear mails in that particular... Well, exactly. I, I, mean, I mean, yeah, it's come here, but the when it was being manufactured, yeah. it never got off the island. It never got off the island. And that's a, I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Most Which, kind of far-flung places, yeah. it, it involves moving it around. Yeah. That's, you know, all done within a very small radius. And I I just really like it, and I don't know what I'll knit with it. And I did. I was going to ask you that. What? Well, I did say that I wasn't going to buy any skeins that I didn't have a project for. But you know that okay. you that's that yarn will do the talking and anything. Yeah. You know, so it'll be something plain, maybe a cowl, or it might be really nice because I did want to buy some other yarns. It might be nice in the, in the yoke of a jumper, just a plain jumper, mm -hmm. um, short rows, and a, you know, it might might be nice, but. Well, I did bit something else on the on the Friday, but I I'm, I think I might give it away as a prize. So I'm not sure if we should talk about it. Well, I'm not pressed to go. Okay. You're gonna give that away as a prize, what is it? It's a Hebridean and Manx blend. Oh, so I squashy. Have Manx stuff. So squashy. Well, I think I sold it. I think we're gonna give that away as, as a blend. Yeah. Well, some things I got on Friday I didn't buy. I was actually given, and it, it was really quite moving. And I'll try not to get. Um, <laughs> um, she's already done this. I know um, Sophie Calamine who you, some of you might know from Instagram she lives in Burgundy and she's c come over for Edinburgh Yarn Festival and she has she she brought me some Dijon mustard Ooh. and like some gluten free and dairy free gingerbread oh that was nice and um, some blackcurrant sweeties from France. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to butcher the French language by trying to say, say it's what It's a pretty says. box. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she also gave me some yarn. And so she she gave me this bag and it had two skeins of yarn in it. Uh, one natural, well, they're both natural dyed, I think. Um, oh no, one dyed and one. one sort of natural 
and she has collected wool from farmers in France and uh, where she lives in Burgundy and had it spun into yarn. So the natural, so they're about, this is a two ply, this is about 380 meters. It's beautifully spun. It's really nice. beautifully spun. So the natural is 90% local wool from Blue Domain, Clean Forest, um, Wessent Shetland, local mules. Uh, she said she had it scoured mm -hmm. and then it's been spun in, in the grease. And then this one uh, is three ply, 250 meters. It looks like it's a double knit. 90% local French wool and 10% linen. Ooh. And she's even said, rinse with a little vinegar. Mm -hmm. Linen dislikes alkaline water. And that made me, that made, that was lovely and made me a bit weepy because, you There's know, a lot of effort put into There's that. a lot of effort that's gone into that. And that I just thought that was really touching. And, you know, I am knit British, but I love what you guys are doing with local wool. And I just find it so special when you want to show me a little bit of what's local to you. Not, you don't have to give it to me, but show and, you know, let me see what it is that you're working with. And uh, yeah, that deserves something special. Something really special and it's really lovely. And then right after I saw Sophie Calamy, then Yarnistry came over, uh, Anna, and she's from Sweden. I've followed her on Instagram for a while. And she said, she also brought something along and this is Yestrika. I hope I'm saying that right, Yarnistry, um, which is an old, an old Swedish breed. Now feel that, Louise. Oh yes, yes, this, 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 yes. This also deserves something very special. Yes. And this greedy Louise, with you like it. <laughs> well, do you know what? It, let them be confused. We're not confused. It's um, <laughs> alright when you were talking about Louise's, but they'll be a who? Which one? Yes. But it's um. <coughs> Swedish uh, breed and it, and she said it was a primitive breed and normally primitive breeds you know your North Royal Sea, yeah. your Shetlands there are toothier yarn yeah, now that is not that's got a beautiful kind of and it's got already. a really 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 fine halo mm. if anybody's knitted with something like Tamar it's a very it's very similar yeah. halo but and it's a white grey yeah and it's called it's called ecologist yarn uh, Kunsvig. Uh, and if anybody can speak Swedish, um, it's www.kvat.se forward slash garden. And there's a little picture of the sheep in black and white, but I'd like to see if I can find them. It's Yestrika, I think you say. And it's just lovely. And I was very, very touched and very weepy. Nobody expects to be given things. So it was, it was lovely. So that was my, I think that was my Friday. I think, I don't, did I buy any more wool yesterday, Louise? I don't think you did. No. There was quite a bit of wool that was sort of being in your direction, but... Yes, and I've, as I said, there's, I was also given some wool that I'm going to be in exchange for a honest review um, from a new independent yarny smallholder that I can talk about. I could talk about it later, but um, she has a lot of different kind of animal, uh, sheep. Um, but I went for that one because it looked nice and thick and bouncy. But that's as much as I'm going to say about it. Dun, 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 dun. So there's that Friday. Well, what was your overall impression? It's so hard to put it into words, but really it's, this is the best time to do it because you kind of, as time goes on, you kind of just go, yes, it was lovely and you, you forget about the intricate bits of it. I got the feeling on Friday that it just felt so different to any of the other first days 
like every other first day had been different like the year before and the year before that but there was just a really lovely excitement rippling through um, Carrie's Dave I think said it best last year he said because oh, it's Friday and people are off their work to come to a yarn festival <laughs> you know that's I think that's what maybe that's what it is but just uh, just gives you quite warm fuzzies doesn't it that kind of thing and it's all yeah. it's always about the community for me but aside from all of the lovely community things and seeing people from social media and things like that the it's the exhibitors were so they worked so hard they worked so hard but they just were so happy yeah there was you know i think Edinburgh Yarn festival make it very easy for them to get in set up and do all the things and they're just always smiling mm-hmm. there's no there was no vault faces or anything no. like that just no. a very happy atmosphere yesterday yeah. very right. very busy atmosphere yeah. but nothing there was no harsh words and no talking no. and for no what, sharpened elbows either no which, uh, we don't know what ha- was happening outside because, of course, the advance yeah. tickets had sold out quite a while before the festival. Mm-hmm. And people were told, if you didn't have a ticket, don't come first thing. But there were a lot of people who didn't have a ticket and there was very large queues. Mm-hmm. But even then, people got in, they were happy, they were knitting. They were outside, they were talking to, there was expectancy, there was yeah. excitement. And you're queuing, but... Yeah. You were queuing for a reason. Yeah. I know it's okay for us because we waltzed in. <laughs> well, we're smiling. the workers. Yeah, no, true. not even as half as work as much. Oh, as not at all. <laughs> not at all. I think each and every single vendor there worked for oh, themselves. Yeah. Just, oh, it was amazing. The other thing that I always really look forward to is seeing people again. But sometimes you're surprised at who is there again. You're like, oh, you're here. And I was so happy to see... Heather, who uh, lives in Shetland, and I know from Shetland, Heather Jones and our two sisters, and I met them there last year, and I mean the marketplace had been open for about fifteen minutes last year, probably a little bit more than that, but you know it wasn't long, and the three of them were sitting at the table having a cup of tea with bags and bags and bags of stuff. They'd done all the shopping in the first like half an hour. Yeah, there was. And then again this. This year, I met them in the marketplace and it was so lovely to see them. And again, they were like properly organised yeah. with all their purchases. There was people I saw, they had their Willy Tribe book. And it was, they had their list of what they wanted. They were going to who they were going to. And it was a military operation. It was, mm. yeah. So I waltzed around and just got totally overwhelmed. And yeah. the whole idea just went out the window. But instead of just spending all the budget straight at once, I went and hid in the corner for a little while um but it does t- you do have to just take your take a moment you I know did, yeah. step back from it a yeah. bit i then walked around i thought oh that's okay i've got tomorrow and i can understand people might not be coming back the next day so they're wanting to buy their stuff there yeah. again. and also there is the fear that you go back and that color or that notion pouch full of stuff was gone mm-hmm. because it happened mm-hmm. and Oh boy, did it happen. Well, yeah, I mean, the the, the Edinburgh Yarn Festival bags ran out the first day and they weren't getting any more until the next day. Yeah, so you, I didn't get one until today. You didn't today. get one on that day, did no. you? No. Uh, what else? Was there anything else stood out for you yesterday? The busyness of it, I think, yeah. is what I'll rotate from it. Yeah. And also how tired I felt and how then we got our second one. But what I really liked was afterwards, we did also have the sort of the fear of. We've got to do a Kayleigh now. <laughs> and the voices went up. 
And then we've got to do this all again tomorrow. <laughs> and then we all went, yeah, let's do this. It was good because I think we did go and sit in the back room for about, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe a bit longer than that. And we were tired, oh. but it was just quite nice to talk with the volunteers. Yeah, oh, they Some were, people were get, so brilliant. The volunteers are wonderful and they yeah. have the same team virtually every year. And they're just so professional. Mm -hmm. They're so good. But it was nice just sitting there with them, shooting the breeze. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, right, okay, let's get ready for the Kaylee. And we were hungry by that time as well because oh. we'd realised, oh, we're not eating much. No. Nope. Expended lots of energy. Yeah. Let's eat something. My jaw particularly. And the hugging. I did a lot of hugging. Yeah. I'm a huggy. I, yeah, I hugged a lot as well. Huggy it was beer. lovely. And then the Kaylee enjoyed the food. Uh, I enjoyed everybody enjoying themselves and tried not to stand on Louise's feet. Car crashed her St Bernard's waltz. You didn't. It, it was entertaining for those watching from a distance, which is what I was doing for most of the rest of it. It was an ent it, The dance was en was entertaining. I have to say. I don't In think the sense should... of it, um, some people just weren't getting it. <laughs> I feel like they cared. No, they didn't. But I think what was missing were two of my listeners, Fraylin and Mark, who last year at the Cayley were like the demonstration couple. They were just like, you know, the caller was saying, this is how you do it. And they were they were demonstrating and they were such good role models and everyone was following them. And they weren't at the Cayley this year. And Oh, it was so much fun. It Everybody was. was laughing. It was hilarious. And there were very good local people who were trying to show yeah. other people how to do yeah. the dance and like yeah. basically taking a grip of them and going, no, you go this way, <laughs> turn around that way. Um, they, they actually did not bad for so many people not knowing what to do. I was, that, I was extremely impressed uh, during the Virginia Reels of uh, Tom Van Danen, Felix Ford, Jared Flood, the lovely Mr. Jared Flood. Who we didn't get a chance to talk to, and it's really, it's his loss. Oh, he was too busy. He was very busy. He was un, un inundated, not inundated. Yeah, it um, was. So they and they did. Uh, they were in a group who danced beautifully. Sockmetician Nathan did some beautiful dancing, and they were all giving it loudly. Anyway, so we got home, and we had to put our hands up again to talk, and then this, what, this is what happens when. You're, you know, you're good friends with somebody, but you don't get to see them very often. And then <laughs> we're in each other's companies like, oh, 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 I have something to say. I have something to say that I, I couldn't say on WhatsApp because it was too long. Or I haven't seen you. <laughs> oh, me, me, me. <laughs> I still haven't remembered what it was. I put my hand on the seat last night. I know. Put your hand up. Put your hands up. Right. So, bright and breezy this morning. We look divine. Like Claire. Who oh. didn't even look like she'd been out to doing dancing to midnight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, gosh, is that just this morning? Um, so today, one of the first stops that I made today was somewhere else that was on my list, which, which was Cambrian Wool, who are Welsh Mountain. They're a community interest group. So. It's an elephant paper bag. They had incredible colours, dyed colours, and they'd had a fabric tweed made up in this yarn. They do a Welsh, a Welsh mule and a Lanwenog and Black Welsh Mountain. And I kind of want sweater quantity because it's a good size, good weight yarn. It would be good for the snowflake jumper, I think, that I want to make to can knits. 
And um, so this is uh, Cambrian wool. That is a lovely. And color. this I know, and it was actually Felix who saw it, and she went, "I love that." Oh. I don't think it's got a name. Doesn't seem to say, but it's um, Cambrian Mountains Wool Community Interest Group, inspired by HRH, the Prince of Wales. Uh, to help sustain traditional upland farms and communities and feel that how buttery is that i mean that's Ooh. that is like merino oh it is it has that look i was wondering because it reminds me of something my mum knit with last year mm. it's just well it so, yeah welsh mule is a cross of another welsh breed with bfl uh-huh um so it's really good because the welsh breeds can be quite hardy you know yeah. they're hill breeds yeah. they're mountain breeds but with the bfl in there in the in the breeding very little here very little and there was lots of great colors but they also had alan wenog and exactly that's not written on the label that's a little bit of a downfall for me because i do like that they put things when they put things on the label i don't think it says mule on there either but this is really lovely very different toothier Mm. A very nice yarn, more more robust than this one yeah, i would say in, in the in the sort of wit grist as well yeah but i think i want to knit a swatch in that because i think knit washed block worn a few times aye, aye, that would be a really good down. hardy sweater but, and i did want to i just got the gray of course i've already bought the gray wool in iona so i probably shouldn't have too many gray <laughs> cardies and things but <laughs> and i another thing that i bought from them that isn't here is that they have a double knit and a four ply sample kit of little cakes of all of the colours that they've got, maybe seven or eight, maybe more is that, but they've run out of it, so they're going to post that on. So I'll look, for, I'll forget about that, and oh, I'll be like, oh, in the box. yeah. So I'm uh, very excited about that, and they were on my really, they were on my list. I've been aware of the, again, when we're talking about use well, it's I think it's been a very long, running thing before they've got to this stage, but yeah, well that's good. I think it was six pound a ball. Well, it got quite busy. Um, after my initial first shop in the morning, I was interviewed for a podcast, a video podcast, and there were things happening in the lounge, and I didn't really get away again. And of course, I'd lost my list by this stage. I think you might have remembered that you've lost it. Yeah. <laughs> Estelle from Midwinter Yarns, she came up to the podcast lounge in the morning and said, Louise, I've got a new British wheel that I'd like you to come have a squish of. And I was like, maybe I shall come and have a squish. Like it went down at 12. And that's this yarn here. And I'm sure you, you'll know of midwinter yarns. They stock all the fantastic Scandinavian yarns, Prickalanka and um, Old Centrum, Gotland. And uh, at one point they did do a Black Welsh Mountain, I think. And this is the new, so it's 100% Welsh. So I think that's, it's grown and dyed in Wales. It's called Black and Blue because it is blue face Leicester, the natural shade. Oh, hello, Jeannie. <laughs> oh, she's going to go in the suitcase now, isn't she? Mm -hmm. It's called Black and Blue because it's blue face Leicester mixed with black blue face Leicester. And, what, and I bought a skein of the dyed because I already had quite a lot of grey this weekend. <laughs> but look, I mean, it's it's a lovely pinky, russety, reddy colour. Mm -hmm. You can see the darkness in it as well, and it's Just lovely. And I, I think it's it, that's 
you know, brilliant what they're doing. It's called Pictsy. Oh, brilliant. The colour's called Pictsy. Pictsy. Which is very nice. And Estelle said they had come to Embry-Arm Festival with kilos upon kilos of it and there was hardly any left. Brilliant. Although there's a lot of the natural colours left and I always tell people to buy natural because natural colours go so well with so many skin tones. Yeah. They really do. And so many other things. So I got that and that hadn't been on my list but it had been on my radar because I wanted to have a look at it because I'd seen it on Instagram and I like that they've got a Welsh, a Welsh dragon on, on there. I do too. Um, and then I don't know what I did after that. I can't. I think I was back up in the lounge you because are. we had the podcaster meet up and yeah. all that kind of awesome stuff. So, and then I did manage to sit down and and have a, you know, a rest for a little while in the podcast lounge. I think what I did after that was I, I soon it was getting to near the end of the day and I thought oh, I must go around and. You know, it get, did quite an off, and then it was a panic buy because you knew you only had so much time. Yes, left. and there was a bit of a mix up because some people thought that the place was open till five, and some people thought it was open till half five, but it was only yeah. open till five. I wanted to go to see the little grey sheep because I didn't get to buy anything from them last year, and this year, no, it was last year, um, last year they had sent me a little sample pack of their Hampshire blend four ply, and I really wanted to try the heavier weights of that now because I really enjoyed it and I just basically got in there and they were trying to close up and I thought I'm just going to grab I like any colours I'm really not fussy I mean pretty much neons don't suit me so well but I'm really pretty not fussy so I just chose a couple of colours that I liked and in there were Andrea and Andrew uh, from the Fujinitin podcast so I was talking to them and she was trying to choose colours as well and it was all a wee bit oh my goodness it's five to five let's buy some yarn so I bought their Double knit British Hampshire, Ooh. and uh, I didn't notice that the blue colour. I don't know the blue colour is um, sort of like a deep mill pond kind yeah. of blue, yeah. um, and it's called Magical. And I got pink as well because I thought I might might do a good pussy hat, although they're only fifty gram skeins, but they were they were quite well priced. Mm-hmm. And the pink is called Seventeen and Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I like about them is that they you know they. They rear the sheep there. Mm-hmm. They um, it's sheared by one of the workers. It goes to the mill. It comes back and it's dyed by Emma, who owns the farm. And with their Hampshire, they've collected similar fleeces from. It's not Hampshire down or anything like that. It's not the Hampshire breed, although some of it might be in there. But it's basically wool from Hampshire farmers of a similar yeah. uh, grade. Mm-hmm. And it's it's wonderful. I found it to be a really wooly wool, nice and sticky. I bet it would be great for colour work. Although I wouldn't necessarily use these two together for colour work. I just wanted to buy a couple. But the other thing that I bought from them that I didn't know was a thing is this little square publication called Sticker. And it's from the home of Little Grey Sheep. Here you go. You can have a look. I've got issue one and issue two. And it's got a bit about the farm. It's got kind of simple patterns. Um, It's got recipes just something a little bit different and I thought I want I w- I'd like to read that I think that's a really lovely way again it's a unique way to show off your story and talk about your yarn and your sheep and also you know designs that your yarn would be fantastic for and they were only five pound really? each that's good there's a crochet scarf on that sheep's neck 
That's brilliant. The sheep doesn't look very impressed no. in that picture, but it's quite chuffed that or what's not to like. What's not to like. So I really liked oh. that and I thought that was this kind of something a bit special and a bit different. Mm-hmm. Well, it's semi-solid, but it's very ever, 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 ever so slightly variegated. Yeah, but that's just lovely. Um, there's some lilacs and like pinks in the mm-hmm. 17 and crazy. Mm-hmm. And 39 and crazy. When you pulled that out of your bag in the podcast lounge, you went, I've got a blue one. And I thought that was a red one. And I was like, all you need is a white one. It'll be <laughs> Union Jack colours. But no, well, it would be kind of punky if it was... But it, the blue is good. It's, I like the blue. Mm-hmm. So, so kind of violet, is it? Yeah, well, no, I don't know. It's not quite... I suppose next to the pink, it looks more purpley. It's, it could be anything it wants to be. It can be denim almost denim oh. old ge- old blue jeans colour. Mm-hmm. And then... And then... <laughs> Keep going. Then I thought, I haven't managed to go and see Old Maiden Aunt because I really wanted to get a skein of her Shetland two-ply lace weight um, because I want to knit the Inchgarvy shawl, which is a soldier shawl from the Coming Home uh, book. Which quite got... a few people had the book, and it was lovely. It was yeah. I drooled for some very nice, it. and I love Lilith's yarns, and she mm-hmm. always has lovely bases. I'm yeah. very fond of one of her bases. I'll talk about it in a sec. But I got the hundred percent Shetland two ply lace weight in the color Midnight, and I just really loved all the purples mm-hmm. in it, and. You know, there's some really kind of, there's a bit of dirty grey purple in there, but there's some really deep, 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 deep dark aubergine. and Deep purple. Yeah, deep purple, smoke on the water kind of purple. And I just think in a shawl that's mostly garter with a little bit, tiny little bit of lace um, at the edge, and I think that yarn is just going to be really effective. Mm. So I can't wait to knit that. De- that has been on my, you know, my list since I saw that book. But the other thing that I just can't help myself from getting from Lilith is her Coradale sport weight. I got two skeins of the Coradale sport weight at the first Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it was last night's red dress colourway. And I made the Tin Can Knits estuary shawl. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It was so warm. It was just so gorgeous. And then recently, in the last year, I've lost it. It's, I've left it on a bus or... Oh, yeah. It's fallen out my bag and I was devastated. So I really want to knit it again. Mm-hmm. I really need two skeins for it. Um, but I just couldn't pass up on this colourway. Because this colourway is one breath at a time. And this is the colour that Lilith died after the US election. And she's died on quite a lot of her bases. And... I just think it goes from... It's very similar to the Midnight colourway, in a way. Um, there's a lot of purples in there. But there's blues, there's greens. It's almost oil slicky in places. There's pinks. It's a really, really special colourway. And mm-hmm. um, Sometimes you buy yarn to remind you of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this yarn reminds me of Edinburgh Yarn Festival because this is where I first saw it. You know, it's a significant colourway as well. And I just really like that. And I... You know, I don't think I've got enough of it. I could I could do something else with it, but it's just a lovely yarn and I really love the colours in it. And I particularly like, because she's dyed this colourway on a lot of bases, a lot of her bases, but I really like the depth of it on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, it, you know, it's for, for there being a lot of colours in there and some quite dark colours, it's, it's, it's a very vivid and warm 
mm-hmm. purple in yeah. places. So that's kind of why I liked it. And those were my, but I didn't actually buy them from Lilith because I was talking to Lilith and then she had to go away. And so I bought them from Lorna, who's Stitch Birdie on Instagram and she's Cheeky Birdie Designs. And I, she's one of these people that all weekend I've gone, I know her, hiya, how are you? And then tonight, just at the end of the thing, she said, I'm Lorna, by the way. And I was like, yes, but we've met. She's like, no, we haven't. (laughs) So she's just one of those lovely people that you feel like you know. Yes. I had quite a few of them today. That was almost my last purchase. I I realised that when I got back up to the lounge, well, I realised that everything was closing and I was doing my last minute shopping in Lilith's uh, Old Maid Mant and a little grey girl, little grey sheep, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) That I was like, oh, well, I spent all the last, th- you know, however many hours next to Blacker Yarns. I've not bought any Blacker <laughs> Yarns yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been, you know, I was waiting until it was quiet because it was busy. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was busy all weekend, coaching. Yeah, I'll, everything was like that. And and particularly at the Blacker Podcast, which we didn't talk about, but we had a Blacker Podcast meetup. We didn't really talk about it very much. And at that point, people were who'd finished the items were coming for the discount, I think. God, and, so nice. and it was just such a queue. Yeah. Um, I still do that. So I kind of was trying to bide my time before I went over. But I really want to make the Aiken jumper by Andy Satterland. And it was uh, this was a pattern that was gifted to me. And you, whoever gifted to me, I'll insert your name here. Because my my memory is absolutely mush at the moment, and I can't I can't quite remember who sent it to me. Um, but thank you very much because it's certainly something that's been in my queue for a while. And I want it's a light worsted pattern, and blacker double knits tend to be more on the worsted, light worsted um, weight. So I've been thinking either classic Aran or waist country tweed. And West, West Country Tweed, you see. West Country Tweed, I say, and so oh, it's okay, very please. short on on um, meterage. So I needed seven balls of the West Country Tweed red. <gasps> oh, oh, look, it's matching. <laughs> you better make sure that you've got your bag and I've got mine. Yes, we're gonna be. I well, red can I say I I well I love this yarn and and people who listen to this podcast know that I'm a fan of this yarn. And I love the blue, but I've got a lot. I have got a lot of blue in stash, and I love the grey, but I can't justify buying more grey. <laughs> and also, Kate's uh, Hawthorne Cottage Craft podcast. I enabled Haran to buy the sweaters quantity of this today in the grey for her scholarly. So I thought, well, I'll go for the red. Not that any of us live next door to each other that we would be bashing into one another with our same coloured um, tweed on. But uh, would you be bothered? If it was wool. If I, would I be bothered what? If it was... I, I actually do get a little bit bothered if I've seen somebody at a wedding and they've got the same dress on as me because... I don't think I would be bothered if someone had something knit in the same wool because... If it was yeah. the same pattern... Yeah. Yes, maybe. But then we have knit alongs and we have shawls and stuff. It's the same... Yeah, my knit alongs tend to be knit anything you want. Like a lush. We all had lush. Yes, and... And all of those lushes were so different and looked mm. so different on everybody. Yeah, which is fantastic. That was a long it. time ago, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, the lush along. You had yours on this weekend. I did. Um. So, yeah, that and that was the end. And then we had to tidy up and it was sad. And we were trying to eat out a little bit. 
<laughs> so what do you think was your sort of highlight today? My highlight today, and I'm sorry everybody else, was walking back to put stuff away and tidy up. I, I'm telling you, I can crack that stand. I'm really good at exhibition tidy up. Um, was walking through and finding Carl Feller, Willie Wormhead, Felix Ford, you, me, and who else? Kate Adderley came and Kate, along. Oh, Kate Adderley. Oh. And they were all just there. And I was, I've got no photo. <laughs> My phone is through there. This didn't happen. So I've got no record of it. And I make Well, this twice. is your record of it now. <laughs> and for, I, recorded for posterity. <laughs> Louise is carrying something and I felt like baby from Bertie Dancing because I had the big... Um, throws from the lounge and I think I carried a watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) I love you really because you smiled and laughed at (laughs) us. But it was just, it was really awesome. It was people that you see and you read and you admire and I got the chance to just fangirl them today. But also it's what you said earlier as well I think is that you know it's people you've known maybe even for a long time via Twitter mm-hmm. or Ravelry, and but then when you get to meet them, that it's like strengthens that. Yeah, it does. you know, you feel yeah. you do feel like you know people. Yeah, um, I know. Although you can never really know people just via social media. No, no, media. no, you can't. Um, no. But, but you, you just can get a bit of a yeah. feeling for them if you do like them, and sometimes they're having a bad day and they rant, and then you just send them a message with yeah. a, a squishy faced cat. Yes. <laughs> And we appreciate those with squishy face cards. Um, but no, it's it's just strengthens that connection and mm. the, those feelings of cohesiveness, I think, which yeah. are lovely because... Sitting on the couch with Ruth and Helen and... Um, Emily. Emily. Oh, Emily. Lily. <laughs> all of you. And all my people who came over and introduced yourselves and people who just were themselves and introduced, that mm-hmm. takes a bit of guts. It does, and I think it takes, and a lot of people, have, well, a lot of people have told me that this weekend took a lot of working up for them to come to, because, yeah. you know... I think I'd struggle doing that myself. Yeah, we're all, we are all introverts, we know, knitting can be, or any kind of craft can be a very solitary thing, Yeah. but it can also be a hugely communal thing, mm-hmm. and it can be a hugely thing that you share with people, but for the most part we're doing it ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's why I've loved the podcast Lives this year, because we've had so many podcasters, and you know, so many people have come along after listening or watching yeah. these these podcasters while they've been doing their craft alone. Yeah. Then we all come together and, and you know... And we just can't talk enough. No. And it's, and it, you know, it's good because what Joe and Mika have done and given us this platform at Edinburgh Iron Festival I means, love you, Joe and Mika! Yeah, we do. But it gives us this... You know, it's it's opened up dialogues about doing more in the future together as podcasters and what we might be able to achieve. Yeah, it's um, networking and yeah. community and friendship and meeting up and getting new ideas and, and business. Ge- people's generous spirits, just either yeah. generous with a hug or, you know... Yeah. There is a quite a fine line for the market traders, vendors. They've got to make a living and try not to take up too much of their time yet network with them and mm-hmm. show them the respect and love that you yeah. have for them for the rest of the time and um, just fangirl them yeah. and try and spend money where you hadn't before. That's what I was trying to do because I love speaking to Ginger, um, Ginger 
Twist. Twist. And I was really tempted, but I'd or last year I had bought stuff from her. Um, 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 do I will do it again next year. Mm-hmm. But it's it's, uh, it's and that's it, and it is about you know seeing what's out there because mm-hmm. and that's it. That's what I said. I I kind of cut a lot of people off the list. That I thought, well, I have yarns for them. Is there anything that you regret not getting, or wishing you just got when you saw it, or? I didn't buy my gradient pack or my mini skiing pack, and I didn't buy my Jameson's shipment trace week worth amount. Mm-hmm. But I think I've got plenty of yarn to be going on with, and bits and pieces, and I certainly spent enough. Yeah. But you? Um, I didn't oh. get Devonia. Well, did you not? No, and this is the new yarn from John Arbin. Yeah. Um, and I was really jealous because Emily, who is... She came in with it. And I, in my head, you had that. I can't remember now. She was ellipsis I can't remember now if she's Pearl McNitty or Nitty McPearl. She's McPearl. Um, she's lovely. And she got the most incredible yarn from them. I can't, it was called Cinder, Smoking Cinder or something like that. And it was black, but it had just these burning oh, embers. And yeah. then she bought a sweater quantity. But... The thing, the thing, well, I did go back a couple of times and every time I went back it was less and less and less. Now it's, I don't have the information in front of me, but it's Wensleydale and Exmoor Horn and uh, an Exmoor Blueface, I think, as well. And it's just sumptuous and the colours are, are incredible. And I was actually frightened to go past that. Yeah. Thing. And I, but I, and I kept looking at the colours that were left and I thought, mm, I, I don't, they were beautiful natural shades. I thought, I don't need any more naturals. I'd mm-hmm. like this in the dyed shade. But I found out that they're bringing it out in double knit. Really? And I think I would prefer it in double knit than the four ply. And so I didn't feel too bad about given... Do you know, Yeah, but it's still kind of... I, I can still picture it and think, mm. oh, that was lovely. And the other thing that I am sad about is that I never got a chance to speak to Ronnie and Sue at Uridale because every time I went over, they were really busy. Oh, they were. And they their yarn was the yarn that I knit with in 2012 that made me start thinking about knitting British. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just wanted mm. to thank them for it, but um, it was just so busy. And um, I went over and said thank you to Sue of Blacker Yarns because how much we appreciated the podcast area set up. And well, how much their sponsorship of it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what... You can't, you know, it's just right there. And there's like they're away from every other vendor. Yes, it's and, a big thing. And it's a big thing. It's uh, huge. Yeah. And it's, they've it must done, have taken a bit of courage to And their stall looked... Beautiful, didn't it? Just? With that island of yarn, it was just gorgeous. With Isla and, and Sonia, yeah, and uh, Katie and Sue and her husband Douglas. Mm, that that was quite special. Yeah, yeah. it was. So, uh, who else? I think it was just again. I always say it's the people that make it, and that's the thing that I take away from it most. But I think this year, the thing that I really liked was. This isn't something that I generally think about a lot, but I think it's just a bit of confirmation because everyone that came up to me this year who said they love the podcast went, please don't stop ranting, please don't, <laughs> please don't, please don't stop swearing, mm-hmm. and please don't stop talking about the things that matter to you because they matter to us, mm-hmm. and that was really lovely. And you know, I, I I will just talk about what I want to talk about because it's my podcast. But um, hearing that is nice. It's nice to hear that that's what people want to hear. 
okay. as well. So that was nice. Right, so Louise. So Louise. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. You can come anytime, anytime at all. I wouldn't have been able to do that this weekend without yourself. Well, I wouldn't have been able to do it without you because you do need... Backup. You do need backup. But oh, you're my lipstick Cagney Lacey backup. <laughs> you know, you do need backup and you do need someone. I mean, you, you were like, have, have a drink and have, have you eaten? And you do need that because you forget how busy you are. And then I'm like, have you, have you been shopping yet? Like, you know, you have to do that. You need to, and you need that anyway at a festival. Even if you're just going shopping, it's good to have backup of someone there with you just yeah. to... I did quite like how some people, they were sitting by themselves and you all needed to do, ask was what you're knitting or what you what you're wearing and they came over and mm -hmm. started a conversation. Lovely. And it was, it was good. Well, I've finished my drink now. Have you finished your drink? Yes. So we don't have anything left to toast Joe and Nika apart from the fact that we're just in awe. I love the way that they listen to feedback as well. Mm -hmm. It's not like, don't change because they... It has to keep have, evolving. You can't yeah, stagnate. No. They they have listened to feedback mm -hmm. from the first one. Yeah. And... Strength is strength. Yeah, stick to your strengths, Joe Mika. Yeah, it's just, it's just brilliant. So, thanks for listening to us splap on, <laughs> as Louise says. <laughs> and, um show off our wares yeah so here's to if i had a drink here's to next year let's we'll get a drink now <laughs> <laughs>